Hey everyone, welcome back to the Academia podcast, the platform for discussing all things architecture, brought to you by Studio RBA. I'm back today with Adam Morgan and Jack Johnson, and today's episode is all about how to succeed at university at your degree level. So guys, spot on. good to be back, <laughs> good to be back. Um, let's just jump straight into it, as always. If we can start with you guys telling the audience the journey to becoming an architect in the UK? Go on. I normally start, don't I? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you do, yeah. <laughs> so it's a long one and a hard one, so what I would say is Pardon. you need... <laughs> <laughs> See me look at you then. You need to be very sure you want to do it to start with because you get found out pretty quick if you don't because of how intense it is. So you can't carry on with it unless you love it. So you you basically, you, you start at 18, most people at degree level, that's three years. Then you do your, once you qualify, you're in effect part one level. Then you get a part one placement then in a practice for a year. And then typically you go back to do a postgraduate, which is two years. By the time you finish that, you're part two qualified. And then you're in practice again. But you're, you're, the aim now is to get your part three and that's your your professional qualification. So I think you need another two years to do that if you do it like as the crow flies. Yeah. Most people take a bit longer and do it at a bit of a less intense pace. And then by the time you finish your par three, you're fully qualified then and you pay loads of money each month to be on a list. <laughs> so it's a minimum minimum seven years. Minimum seven years. That's the years. quickest you can do it to become fully qualified. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Today we're Five. talking... Is that right? Three, yeah. three plus one. Seven years. Plus two. That's six. And another two. So that's eight, isn't it? It's 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 seven years though, isn't it? But so could course. you so on the part three though, you could you could if you were doing it the quickest, you could go for that after one year. I did it after one. Yeah, so I? so that's why it's seven then. Because you can Yeah, so you can go you can it's, go it's, it's it's seven years. Yeah, it's but, the quickest. Yeah, yeah. But most people tend to take a year or so longer yeah. than that. And by the way, I'm not I'm not pulling you there. What, what I mean is you you're right. Let me double check on my fingers now. Yeah. <laughs> Degree, three years. <laughs> yeah. Part one. Part two, yeah, yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. So, so the so to get to part two, to get it is is two years, and then strictly speaking, you need another year because you need two years of continual professional development. But you, you start it on your first year, don't you? Typically, you don't do two, and you then start, start it in it. your part one exactly. But no. what I'm getting at is the our advice would be to take two years after part two, isn't it? Because yeah, once you've once you know you got, you're back in uni. And then you've got a year then back in practice after your master's or diploma, whatever it's called. I, you know, it feels like you've started again. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're only a year out of uni, basically. So it's better to have two years. First one's gearing up to it. Second year is you can pick a case study for your, for your chartered exam. Um, part three in the UK, but char I think chartered exam is probably a bit more of a broader term, isn't it? Um, in year two, you can, you can pick a case study. You can start to sort of prepare for it and then register for 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 the you know there's a course over here isn't it? in the, in the UK it's it it's like a crash course two lots of um two lots of like uh, stayovers at a, at a university um and it's, I think it's was it three or four days of lectures knackering wasn't it yeah yeah it's full day lectures but yeah yeah so 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 that's the par three but we're actually focusing on the degree level today aren't we so we we'll touch upon the par three in later in episodes. a separate episode yeah we're just yeah. trying to land the degree. So the degree is the first three years, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the discussion today. That first three years up until gaining your degree. 
and then yeah, as you say, we'll do we'll do another few episodes moving forward past that as well as a bit of a series. Um, so, in terms of the people who might be watching this, who are interested and and are maybe looking forward to university next year, um, what, is there anything that they can do in terms of success to set themselves up? You know, like w- if you had your time again, would you have done anything differently before you started? Is there even anything you can do before you start? Yeah, because myself and Adam were quite similar. We 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 came into it not very well researched at all. No, we? uh, yeah, at so all. we didn't know what to expect. If I was going back, and it lends itself more now to like the younger kids who are great on computers, I would start learning some of the more basic softwares ahead of starting uni. So, and we find that when now when we take on work experience, um, kids they're often quite proficient in the programs that we didn't pick up till quite late on. Yeah, yeah. SketchUp seems to be in the vocab, doesn't it? Yeah. Earlier. It's, it's the, I never heard of it when I was at like sixth form or whatever. Yeah, but it seems that, yeah, it's made its way into the curriculum now in like sixth form and some sometimes like year 11 and year 10. Yeah. They're using DT, it. I think they use it in DT, yeah. you know, for like a little bit of product design and, and stuff like that. So when your experiences, you turned up day one of university... And just didn't know what you was in store for you. Just didn't have a clue. Didn't have any equipment really. Not none of that. You I just thought I was up. going out to Freshers Week, and <laughs> 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 I got there and got given loads of work. And yeah, we'll cover that in a sec because that is, yeah, it was proper uh, <laughs> yeah. shell shock. Yeah. So, so most eighteen-year-olds starting out in uni think party week, first week. Yeah, it's not that really the happen. case no, for architects. No. But, no. but, but, but your original question was prep, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, preparation for it. So we. We were made away, weren't we, you know, as, as it went on. And I think the, some new people land in masters as well. There were people who had foundation degrees. So, the, so the, how the terminology is different in America, isn't it? So over here, college is lower than university. And, um, and there are colleges that, you know, after maybe you finish secondary school or sixth form, and they do foundation degrees in interior design, technical drawing, things like that. I think that's a great way of, of setting yourself up. Um, it would, it would definitely go some way to guaranteeing success. Would that set you back in terms of, would you have to start uni a couple of years later then One, to do that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it w- yeah. So it would set you back a year. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, but there might even be like a night school or something then, or, you know, some other, or, or a summer school or something. Yeah. You know, that maybe, maybe, yeah, because I suppose you don't want to add a year, do you, to seven or eight years? Yeah. I, I suppose, though, this is where we can come in and we could say, well, get yourself well read and pre- prepped now whilst you're in sixth form or, yeah. or school. So rather than getting to the end and saying, oh, I'm not ready, n- now we can, we can try and empower you with the advice, can't we, to start learning the software. Try, try and get work experience in a practice before you start uni because yeah. that's probably the best advice to, to know, well, this is what I'll be doing every day. I think that's a great point. I think even if you could spend two hours in a practice, yeah. if you were in, you know, if, if you were just before, a year before you were starting university, you could just pop your head in somewhere and say, I'm really interested, I'm starting uni next year. Can I have two hours in here and just see what, what's mm. going on and what software you're using, et cetera. Yeah. That will give you Well, and we, we've boost. helped people with that in the past, haven't we? And yeah. we're, still, we're still open to that. Yeah. Maybe a little lean towards members. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but we're, we're open to that. A bit of experience in-house. Um, but I would say, for, for me personally, the biggest shock, and, and, this, and I know I'm jumping yeah. a bit, but this will speak to the question of what to prepare for. The biggest shock was, was actually drawing ability, for me, really? personally. I was sat next to him. 
and he had this unbelievable draw and he done it was like an Escher one wasn't it the mirror ball and um, I just I just couldn't I couldn't believe it I did do us of course but but nowhere near to that level. So I, I don't I, draw I, many of them now. They no, tell, no, so you it's don't. Not really relevant. No, no, not in practice. But <laughs> no, at but university, it, it certainly is. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so, it is if you need it to be. So Adam, Adam, couldn't draw like that, and it didn't really affect you. No, so, I, so I, I went to the computer, didn't I? Kind of a li- maybe a little earlier. But what I'm what, what I'm getting at is the shock factor was technical ability. Mm. It was, and 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 even even understanding the the, the projects as well. You've never seen a brief before, had you? Yeah. So, so to, and again, you know, this is a bit of a bit of a shameless plug for academia, but obviously that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, our courses always end up, or most of them end up, with a building, don't they? A, a, a famous building. And the main reason we've done that is because you are inherently learning those design moves, aren't you? As you're yeah. drawing it in AutoCAD or you're modeling it in Revit. So to learn technical skills... And then adopt that to a building. So it doesn't necessarily need to be with us. You know, the, the general advice would be pick up a program, sketch up AutoCAD, whatever, and then apply that to a, a famous building. And I think you, you you start to get in tune then with with what's coming. What's I coming. Think. It's fine as well at the start. You don't quite know where you sit in the whole process. So it's very easy, as Adam said, to be like overwhelmed by your peers on the course. That And we were on, on our mm. course. There were people doing amazing models and... What I'd say is it all tends to level out the longer you stick at it. Yeah. And so you find you find your niches, what you're good at, at compared yeah. to other people, and it balances out. And then it, it's even more evident in the group work then where you all lean on each other's strengths. Yeah. And that, that, that I think that is, is the perfect answer to that in terms of being prepared is if you can figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are, for instance, if you're not a great draw, person at drawing, well go and learn a computer program that does that for you, i.e. SketchUp or, or something like that, and let that be your tool. And if you can learn that ahead of time, that will put you on the same level, won't it? And you'll more than likely be in a group or in an environment with people who can use it. And then you're not really competing. It is competitive, but you do lean lean on each other and, you know, yeah. ask for help. And it, it, it's that's the point of it, a yeah. studio environment. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't draw... Model it and sketch up and just chase over it. Exactly. That's the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so moving into a bit of a, a meteor thing, what's the course like? So again, you know, in terms of trying to set our, our audience up for success at university, how how what's the course like? How do you do that? You know, what was your experiences like of that three-year course? We're trying to maybe break start, it down. Start only, from the beginning. three years, maybe break it yeah. down year on year. Yeah. It's It's... I'd probably liken it to like, obviously this is a bit dramatic what I'm going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm waiting for an example. You know, like, yeah. where you're a Marine and... <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's really oh, difficult. I hope no Marines watch this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's really difficult and only those who've done it can probably understand how hard it is. Yeah, okay. It's, yeah. it's, it's a bit like that, isn't it? you sort of brothers in arms once you've done it. Yeah. Because it's not like other courses in terms of... It's not It's not so much t- exam-based, so it's just all time, time, time. Yeah. And it's similar to probably an art A-level, isn't it, where you, you, your exam is drawing-based, but it's it's full-time art. I was, was going to say, so, but it's constant monitoring, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So you, you can't hide because you can't almost hide with an exam and, like, revise for it last minute because you're always being monitored. Mm. 
you know, one thing I do want to touch on in a bit is even your attendance, really, isn't it? Mm. You, they told they told us it didn't matter, but it did. You know, your, your attendance and 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 all that is um, to keep an eye on who's taking it seriously and who's not, and that'll affect your mark at the end, essentially. It, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, absolutely. who's in the studio and stuff? They they, they do take note, don't they? Because yeah, they they touch upon it. You were, you were what what did you start with as well? What were you saying then about the um. Oh, it was the the intensity. The dramatic points about it being harder than being a marine. Uh, yeah, some yeah. I, thought, oh, well, I, I was trying to think the 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 biggest difference. I suppose one what one one of the biggest differences for me because you're talking about you know setting someone up for success. What 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 was what was it like? It, which is quite funny, really, because it is like recalling a traumatic memory in in, in some in some instances. But you can't. Again, we'll we'll get to the, some tips to make it a bit easier. But um. I I I was just dead surprised at how, how intense it was. Um, oh, that was it. The exam thing, right? I, I did always want to be an architect from quite early, early on. But the thing that sealed it was I was told that there was no exams. And actually, when you look back, it it, it was you were no better off, you know, with not having exams. Um, because again, you, you you just can't hide behind that last minute, you know, a bit of revision and stuff. You, you, you'd always be in checked. And, and as a result of not having any exams, it was constant wasn't it yeah. it was it was it was constant work it was constant deadlines um and it was just nothing like school nothing like school at all and that's that's probably the biggest point isn't it is, is we, we talk a lot about the changing culture when you get into that degree phase year what day one year one you're on your own and, and jack jack rightly said you do have support from the other students but they know no better than you 90 percent of the time so and i think there's in, a lot I, of work thick and fast and you you, you are trying to Keep it your head above water, and and you're still you know in, in the first year. So say let, let let's try and move through the years of structure a little bit. In 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 the first year, I think that's the most kind of competitive year because you don't really know each other. You haven't forged great relationships yet. Um, so I think it's a bit more competitive. It's a bit more you know protective and and, and whatever. So you're on your own even more so, and you're still trying to blag that you know what you're on about as yeah. well. And you I, get put in a group with a load of people who don't know what they're doing yeah. and. I think we touched on the point before we, we we sort of started filming that. The amount of people is intense the first day. There was like about 200 people, wasn't there? And by Christmas, there was about 60 left. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't believe the number of people. I We we did go, or did, or did you go to the little, there was a little software thing in the summer. Yeah, did yeah. You, were you in that? Yeah, yeah. 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 So th- there, was about, there was about 10 people went to that. So I thought, happy days. You know, there was, there was like three choosers, 10 of us. I thought, here we go. You know, you know, one one choose a pair, three, four people, and that. I thought this is this is going to be great. Quite an intimate setting, um, not like a thirty-person classroom where you know you could be anywhere, couldn't you? And it, it you know, it's, it's not quite as good. And um, it was basically day one was a full lecture hall, wasn't it? Yeah. And they went to, oh, by the way, you need about £500 to buy all your equipment. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, what? Do you yeah. remember the little, um, the little um, what was it? Like a little, it was like a little shutter, wasn't it? You know, in the, you know, in the other building yeah. on Hope Street. So day one, massive they, they lecture hall. They lend you for like day one, don't they? And that was it. And you have to that was it. So you rent it for the first <laughs> Get day. Get you hooked and then take it away. And then you, <laughs> have, to, and then you have to go and buy it all. So there's a, 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 where we are in Liverpool, there's an art shop called Rennie's, isn't there, on, on Bold Street? Yeah. And that's where everyone went day two. That's they must have seasonal staff in September and October <laughs> yeah. for architects only, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, yeah um, the preparation as well, yeah. It's, it is high, I think it's the most competitive in year one. It's the most attended. But as you say, if you hang in there, definitely till the end of the year, um, there are a lot of people that take the course 
who, who are good at art, but maybe can't quite apply it to architecture because there's a little bit of project management, time management and stuff that kind of applies to that. So, that, so a lot of people don't quite make it till the end of the year. And then I think then, you know, naturally moving into second year, I think then it starts to get a bit more, a bit more serious. Doesn't doesn't it doesn't really make sense till the end of second year, does it? You Did, literally don't understand it. The end it. of second year though, yeah. Did you get any help in year one in terms of them helping you to structure your days? Um, so sort of where I'm going with that is, were you just flat out working every day, every day of the week, every night of the week, or did they come to you and say, look, guys, we understand that this is quite a work-intensive course. Here's an idea of how to set out. No, no, no plan, no plan whatsoever. You're not micromanaged. You you basically get given the deadlines and you have to do whatever it takes to hit them. Yeah. So you could, you know, if you wanted to, you could have two days off. Yeah. And do whatever. And no no one would necessarily question it other than going back to studio attendance, but I'll leave that for me. Top tips in a minute. (laughs) But, um, but, so you could do that, and then and then you maybe got three days left to do it, but uh, you're shooting yourself in the foot, really, because you you need to give yourself those five days. Because at the end of the fifth day, say it's a five day thing, the end of the fifth day, you say, "Oh, if I had another week," <laughs> you well, always you, do. It. You don't know your ability or how long stuff takes at that time. Whereas now, you, in in a practice, you sort of say, "Right, I'll give myself two days on that." Or I'll give myself one and it'll take two. We, I mean, now we know exactly. We know down probably to the hour, don't we? How yeah, long it's going to take. But in, at that point, you, you don't you don't have a clue. It's... Yeah. So so uh, just to throw a little bit of advice at that point is um, there's nothing stopping you trying to plan it though. You don't know. It's hard. It is hard. You know. You still don't understand your own. As you said, you don't you don't understand your own abilities. But one of my tips that I still use now is I don't work on more than one project a day. So it might be several tasks, but you need to get yourself into a certain mindset because each project's got its own nuance, hasn't it? So if I try to do three projects a day, but the task's quite simple, it's quite hard to jump between projects. So I would say you you can still try and plan. So if it's a project where, um, I think early on we had to design, uh, what what would a house look like for a particular artist? Well, there's nothing stopping you breaking what that looks like down. So number one, we, we, we touched on what a manifesto is, didn't we, in, in our introductory podcast. But I think today let's go into that a little bit deeper. And a manifesto is obviously the, the, the purpose of the building. So you could say day one, I'm going to nail my manifesto. Day two, I'm going to nail uh, the, the, the spaces, you know, as in like the space planning, the function of the building. I could nail that. Day three, drawings. Day four, rendering. You know what I mean? You can, yeah. you can, you can try Plan that. Out. And again, that goes back to the, preparing, you know, have a go at drawing a building before you start uni. Mm. Go Have a go at drawing a famous building, a simple one, you know, like Mies van der Rohe or a Tadao Ando building. Um, they're quite, you know, quite minimalist forms. Have a go at that. And I think you'd start to understand your planning, wouldn't you? Or even at that point in your career, you're not spatially aware, so you don't know how big spaces are. So yeah. even Scale. draw your own house. So yeah. measure it and draw it because you know how big them spaces are because you've, Intimately yeah. occupied them your whole yeah, life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a good tip, that. Yeah. yeah it's a good, I still it's a do it now. Scale. So if I'm drawing a building or a big, like, luxury house, I will have my house off to one side of the drawer. And, and I sometimes just copy, like, my living room because I know how big it is. And yeah. Your luxury living room. Y- yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then, and then if I put it on and it's, like, huge, you know, I need to make the one I'm doing bigger yeah. or, you know, it just it pairs it back to... Yeah a rationale of scale because mm. in 
year one, you don't appreciate scale, do you? It doesn't doesn't exist. In year one, I wasn't putting doors on my floor plans. <laughs> <laughs> one of the tricks went, to, is this for ghosts? <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't know a great deal. On yeah. tutors, you you mentioned earlier, you're constantly being monitored. What about the other way? So I imagine there's probably a lot of people in first year who are quite shy as well. They might not always want to go and approach tutors for advice. So if you're day one, you know, let's say you do stick to a structure where it's day one manifesto and you're, you're getting it down, but you're struggling or, you don't, or you're not quite convinced yourself in, in what you're putting down, would you have approached the tutor at that point and gone, can you can you give me a bit of, a, or am I going in the right direction? What, that type of advice. Great, sorry to think about, great question that in terms of the intimidation factor is huge. Number one, when you're in studio, right? I don't know about you, because you were better drawn than me, but I was very embarrassed to even start drawing something with another hundred people essentially looking over your shoulder. They're not, but yeah, yeah. it could be. That's how it feels. Yeah. So it's almost like going to the gym for the first time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you are so self-aware. Mm. It, it, so, so that, yeah. And then, and then that does leak into not asking advice of the tutors. Um, I was terrible for it. I did try and just find my own way and it got me nowhere. I'd say to add a bit of balance to that point though, the course we were on was structured in a way where you basically, there was a tutor who gave you like 10, 15 minutes of his time each studio day, didn't he? So the the people who were shyer still... They got the help via that. the help via yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then it's, you, you basically, you just progress your design quite intimately between you and the tutor. Yeah. The reviews are another story, but... Yeah, you'd like to think that just chipping away at it with the design tutor, you know, one or two days yeah. a week, it it does prep you for the reviews. So just in terms of or like crit, you're talking about crits, crits. yeah, so crits, crits and reviews and stuff. So just to take that back a, a step or two, all your firsts in first year, first presentation, first project, first crit. You know, can you remember what that was like? I mean, you yeah. know, for people out there who were thinking, "What? I've got to present in." You know, yeah. it, when, how quick does that come? And you know, and you know, you know, is there any way to prepare for that? Can can you can you give? It comes some really naturally to some, and not so naturally to others. I struggled with it. You were better than me, weren't you? Presenting. I ended up doing. But, but what I what I used to do is, I knew the tutor liked footy, who used to review me. So some common I tend, ground. I just used to talk about footy with them, yeah. and by the time. We'd stop. There was about two minutes left, and we'd just go, "Oh yeah, good job." Yeah, give you like a sixty. It is whatever. quite political, so you, you can you can get yourself halfway over the line by just like having a rapport with your tutors. Yeah. That's one of your best skills that I think you humanise people, clients, don't you, quite well, and that does work at uni level. You can you can build up a relationship with tutors, and it'll do you no harm. Yeah, it'll do you no harm whatsoever. Ultimately, you'll be judged on the quality of your work. You are. Um, but it'll do you no harm in humanizing these people that initially you see as as godlike figures. You do, you know, because yeah. these are all maybe current architects, you know, practicing architects or ex-architects or or real like you know real academics in the field that you wouldn't get near their level of knowledge. You know what I mean? I I, I still don't now yeah. running a practice. So so it's yeah, the, the intimidation factors there again. Going back to a little point of advice, um, you know, presence in the studio will open up more opportunities to speak to the tutors, definitely in year one. That, that, that manifesto thing, you know, understanding the purpose of a building on your projects. I think that's the biggest point scorer, by the way, but I think it's the hardest one to grasp as well. So I think in year one, I'd say focus on that. Focus on getting that right. The drawing kind of comes. Um, focus on getting that right and definitely pick the brains of 
of tutors. Yeah. I think we've touched on it as well. Like the manifesto, what's the problem the building is solving? That's it. That's yeah. the best way to... That's how to, to think of it. Yeah, yeah, how to think about it. But, it. but in terms of preparing for a presentation, um, first presentation, I tried to write it all down and then read from it. And it didn't come up for it. Yeah, so it was yeah. so robotic. It was too thingy. And and you didn't leave any gaps for taking, you know, critique mm. during the process. You used to just go, rifle. I used to just rifle through it at the end, take the critique, you know, cheers. And then it, there wasn't room for that kind of to and fro. And so my advice for presentations, and this does take a bit of nerves away as well, is to just either have cue cards, just little, you know, little business card sized things, a little post-it note or something like that. Um, or just one list of bullet points, very, very quick bullet points. They could be one, two, three words. That's it. Mm. It's just that mental prompt. And then the rest of it should flow. Yeah. That helped that help me massively in my presentations because it, it, it just then, it's more organic and it allows that little bit of space for The pause. level of presentation varies as well. Sometimes you'll do a crit and there'll be like three people watching. Other times there'll be 20. Oh. Sometimes they have you in a lecture hall, don't they? Remember that one we done? And that was the, and someone changed the, the order of my slides. Yeah, that was the um, <laughs> oh, so all your presentation yeah. was the that wrong was way when around. we were so we, ah so that's a good one for next episode of the one after whatever however we're ordering it. And that was at the masters, wasn't it? Where yeah. you end up with the, the a built environment module where you go with a quantity surveyor, construction design manager, you know what have you, and the architect is always expected to present because we're probably the most charismatic out of them all, and. Um, and yeah, the uh, well, I was stuck in I was stuck in the snow, wasn't I in Spain? Or yeah, you were stuck in Madrid. Yeah, yeah, and um, but I remember, yeah, they they, they changed the order of yours. Like Two hundred people, and someone tweaked the presentation the night before, but didn't email it to the group, and I was the one presenting. Yeah, and so you can like, be as prepared as you want. Slides, still think you can go and wrong. I was like, I've never seen. But that again, slide that's where before. the cue card prompt because at least it's on the list somewhere, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And it, and it, it just gives you that natural that natural flow. And I say nerves. It takes the nerves away because I think the other two ends of the spectrum, if you don't prepare at all, it could go massively wrong. And I think if you over-prepare as well, you're just not leaving any room for manoeuvre. So I just think nice in the middle, just nice little few prompts and keeps it natural. And you said first, what, what, what are the first? Well, no, so, so yeah, so presentations, obviously, well covered. Um, in terms of crits, you know, we, we, you did touch on that as well in, in terms of like having a rapport with your tutor and stuff. One thing I was thinking of, was how does it feel when you've worked so hard on a project? You love it, it's your baby, obviously. You've spent a lot of time and thought on it. The tutor you come in with is friendly with you, you've got a rapport, and he absolutely pans it, and you've <laughs> got a shed load more work to do from that moment on to turn it all around before your next deadline. I imagine it's quite hard to not get frustrated and angry with that, but... At the same time, it speaks to your point earlier that you can't damage your rapport with the tutor because it could go the yeah. other way. So you, you, is it important to swallow those feelings and, and how do you manage them? Well, yeah, it's quite a humbling process. And I'd say now you probably, when we're out of the educational thing, you can look back and see that I weren't as good as I thought I was. So, for example, I'd do a building and I'd be like, this is the best building ever. Everything about this is perfect. I'd take it in and they'd go, You've got no windows. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be something as stupid as that, they mm. point out. And it's only now, like, 15 years later, when you look back and you go, I weren't very good. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, you, you think you are. Yeah. So it, what I would say is just be humble and take on board what they're saying because they know a lot better. Yeah. 
Yeah, don't just don't take yeah, don't don't take it personal. But if the, the it, it, yeah, it's hard. Um, it's so subjective, isn't it? As well, what we do. So it is. It is hard. Um, managing the emotions is 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 a difficult one. But the we can share that with you know as Jack said before. Try and get into a mentality of you aren't competing against one another. There's plenty of jobs out there. Mm. So even if there's a hundred left on the course, there's still nationwide or even globally. There's there's enough there's enough jobs out there. So you aren't really in competition. Yeah. Um. So I, I would say yeah. Try and try and you know air those frustrations with each other. Yeah. Um. That's where we're pretty good, aren't we? <laughs> we, yeah. we 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 always get annoyed with something and 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 just vent that to each other. So I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say chew on them. I would say, but don't air them to the tutors. So share it amongst yourselves, and you, you'll probably learn from that as well. And but but number the message really is don't take it personally. They're not they're not there to have a dig. Mm. You know they are offering. It, it's very it's very relevant why it's set up that way because it exists in practice. So you do the exact same setup now, but there's a lot more riding on it with the council. So. And the clients, yeah, with yeah. the council and we, clients, yeah. So, so we do we do the exact same format, don't we? You know, in terms of in our office, we get up at the front, we put it on a screen, we might print, and you're still getting up to present, aren't you? To yeah. to choosers, you, you very much you go to a local planning authority. You would you would either do a video call now, or you do go to their offices, and you still get up and present. Mm. So, it, yeah, it it absolutely prepares you. Yeah. You just can't take it personal. Or have you need a thick skin? So yeah, you'd find there'd be people like crying after reviews on the course, and it just doesn't help. You you basically just need to adopt the mindset that it's constructive criticism. If they're never going to tell you it's perfect, are they? Well, they're not. They're no not there. To they're it. not there That's to tell you it's, it's perfect as yeah. well. Yeah, they, they are there to critique. One thing we've discussed in the past is sometimes tutors might actually like your building, but to try and prepare, yeah for practice, for the real world when you get into practice, they might tell you that they don't because you need to go through that process, don't you, as a, as a, as a training architect of working hard on something and then being told on the next day to flip it on its head because that can happen. So it, you could find yourself in those situations. Yeah, I don't well. know if they necessarily say they don't like it if they do, but they'll push you and push you to to get more out of it and challenge yeah, you. Yeah. If they like it, you, you can sort of tell they like it. You know if they don't. Was there ever a time where you might have got tutor advice and not taken it? So you might have been in a crit tutor said, I don't like this aspect of it or I'd like to see that changed or whatever. But in your mind, you're quite steadfast about it and you're like, no, I love this about it, I want to keep it. What would you do at a university level? Would you advise I never stick did. to your guns, or would you always say no? no go no, with what? So I says? no. So I I always folded. Did you always, always folded? folded. I, um, you fold eventually, don't you? Uh, like y- yeah, even yeah, if fold. you don't. And so if they give you advice and you don't, then you'll more than likely get the same advice. Well, well, yeah, sort of. But where I was going with it was I, I always folded, but too much. So I I start again. I I I I had you know. I could work quite quickly. I got to concepts quite quickly. And um, they'd always say, oh, I don't like it. And, and rather than just resolving it, I'd just go again. <laughs> Do you like this one? Yeah. And it was terrible for um, the, the head of the head of degree towards the end of it did say to me, you know, you're, you're terrible for wanting there. And you say to me anyway, you're terrible for wanting the pat on the back. Yeah. So I used to go, Do you like that one? Do you like that one? And I went through so many iterations and I never got anything done, never got anything resolved. So um, I, I would say take it on board, but in the, in the mindset of resolution, not revolution yeah I, suppose that's a nice way. Go, yeah. I didn't even mean that yeah. <laughs> so 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 refine it 
and, and, and get more out of it. I think you were good at that. I think you, you were, you refined, whereas I always kept going again. Yeah. And, um, and you could see at the end, you know, when, when things are just less resolved, they just don't look as neat and, yeah. you know what I mean? As, 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 as thought through. So I would say stick to your guns generally, but then just refine it and pick up on the points. And I would also try and record those points as well somehow. So, you know, like maybe, um, you know, a design development board, you know, when you present, you know, you know, some more presentations. Yeah. Yeah. You should leave a space on your file presentation for design development and show that progression. That yeah. would be amazing. That and yeah. that, in effect, is what you still have to do in your, your DNA maps. statements. Yeah, now yeah, you yeah. you can't just pop a build note and say done. The, yeah. you, the, you need to show the local authority that you've tested everything about it, and yeah, uni does prepare you for it, and you don't realise it till probably ten years yeah. later. Yeah. Do you? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Um, Moving into second year then, so obviously all them same components are there, still do presentations, still do reviews. A lot less people there by this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then in year two, what what are the main differences? You know, you're a bit more confident now and stuff. Or, 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 so it's expectation no, from choosers. So, 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 but, yeah. but that's it, expectation. And, and, it, and it, I think it grows exponentially. So in second year, I found, and again, I keep banging on about it, but honestly, it is, it is the cheat code to uni. Mm-hmm. It's, it is getting that understanding of what's the problem you're solving, manifesto. Um, in first year, there was a lot more understanding. The, there's so many different skill sets, so many different levels of understanding and stuff like that. So the, you, you had a bit more room. Even though I didn't feel it, you did. You had a bit more room. And there were some quite nice ones where they like building a spaghetti bridge just to test it on a bit of, yeah. bit of physics and a bit of structural engineering and things like that. That was all. So looking back, it was quite nice, really. In second year, yeah, they then go, right, fun's over, sort of thing. Fun's over and it becomes more project specific, I think. You know, in first year, sometimes it, you know, it, it moves a little bit, doesn't it? You know, so a little bit of poetics in there. and It's more to challenge like your thinking first year. Yes, so that's it. Level it's not so thinking. much building based. You, you don't, you start doing buildings towards the end of the first year, but then it, it, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot more intense by second year where you, you can't hide as much and there's not as many people to hide behind. So yeah. you, you, you're at the business end, aren't you? And you probably start understanding what you're doing and what architecture is by the end of second year. I didn't get it. Until, you know what? You know what I also felt year. as well. You know what I also felt in second year, where I was on the kind of if there was a league table, I got a sense in second year of where I was at, and I was very middle. <laughs> when you're saying there, so and I, and I suppose this is what your point's talking to as well. When you're saying you didn't get it. What does that mean? What, what didn't you get? And, and you're saying there you were mid-table. Why did? Why were you mid-table? What, what, what's? Just, what are you missing? I just didn't understand what architecture was. Take, it's hard to define, isn't it? Well, yeah, I suppose it's still. Do you know what it is now? No, no, <laughs> but, but getting there. Yeah. But, but, um, well, do you remember? Do you remember there was there was, there was a lecturer? At the start of every lecture, he asked us the same question: "And what is architecture?" And he used to write it down, take it, and 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 you should have seen the list. You should have seen that you could write a book about it. Every time, every single person wrote a different a different question. I forget it. It might have been Gary Brown, mightn't it? Um, there, there, there was a lecture anyway, and he was great. And he, at the start of every lecture, he always said, "What is architecture?" And he wrote a different answer every time. But in terms of just to keep it to what we're talking about, the degree, because it does mean architecture means a lot of things at different stages of your career. In degree. I think personally, it is about the the poetics of it. They're not as bothered about your technical ability, your construction knowledge, and all sorts. It does come in, it does come in, but they're not as bothered. If you can really nail 
your overall concept, vision, and again, the the purpose of a building, if you can really nail all that, I think you, you, you're in a great, great position, you know, for your degree. Yeah. I, I, I think that's solid. So I think, and forgive me if I'm answering this for you, but when Jack said you didn't get it, well, for me personally, that was what I didn't get. I did not get the use of language, you know, how to portray a vision and all that. I didn't get the use of language. I didn't get what the choosers were after. You know yeah. what I mean? I'd do a great drawing and they'd go, yeah, 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 it's a nice drawing, but w- what does it mean? You know, what, what does, how, how does that drawing speak to all these other things that, that makes a building impressive? You know, you know what I mean? Even yeah. um, one of the choosers actually said to me, I don't, I don't know, lovely um, like cross section that it was like a one point perspective or a two point perspective, whatever. And he, he just said, maybe you want to get into a technical drawing course rather than architecture. That's what he actually said to me. Yeah. And it's because I wasn't getting it. Because I wasn't getting the kind of the poetics of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that was the thing. But I think it clicked by start of third, mid third year, didn't it? So for me, for me, it was, it was, it was the summer between second and third year. So so, so again, to move through the years, second year was about increased expectations and it moved from a little bit all over the place in first year about, you know, they were just preparing you for a mindset. Mm. In second year, they then tried to apply that to projects. And that was where we both didn't get it. We didn't apply that mindset. You know, you're in day one, year one, you had to design something that transformed into something. And a guy came in, piece of paper turned into a paper airplane, nailed it, got 100%. Yeah. That's the level of thinking they were trying to get you into. We struggled putting that mentality into a project yeah. in second year. Didn't compute, did it? So we'd, we'd have amazing looking buildings and drawings and someone would be like absolutely nailing it. We're like what we what we'd argue was not as a competent scheme, but they understood yeah. the task. We yeah. Never. So so the, this and it's just coming back to that paper airplane project uh, example. I found the people who were getting the better marks were the ones who had a good narrative and a theory. Narrative. Yeah. Yeah. The, That's the, the best drawings, way of putting manifesto. Yeah. So the, the the drawings and and the even the buildings sometimes weren't even resolved. You know, when you're talking about not having doors on, it might not have had a door on it, but if there was a great reason why it didn't have a door, he would get better marks than you. And you're like, you can't even get in, but you can get in mine. But yeah. and that's that. That was what it was. It was learning that. We, we it were was quite literal, weren't we? So yeah. this literal. this yeah. needs to be a building. So I need plans, sections, elevations. Whereas yeah. so, someone would come in with a burnt log, hollowed out, and it'd be like ninety percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Adam started on that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, so that would wind you up. That would wind you up. And again, you take it personally, and you know, you, and then you start thinking because I did. You start thinking, is it for me? Am I good enough? And all that sort of stuff. So I get, I get, you know, the absolute purpose of this episode is to get you into a mindset that the degree is about narrative and concept and vision. Yeah. Get that right. Build that story into your project. And if you get that right, you, yeah, you, you are more than halfway there. Your yeah. building is the byproduct of that. And then yes. it's authentic. Every, every design move should filter from that first. That was what we didn't get in second year. We used to year. do it the wrong way around, didn't we? We used to design a building. It'd look great. And we, we had no way to justify it or speak about it. Yeah. So, so I've sparked the thought. So then we were very much mid-table right, in, in, in second year. And we did take it upon ourselves to read up over that summer. I just started, uh, I started reading up, you know, and those, me man. I started reading up on, I, I got that massive book that weighs a ton. And there are pages and pages in there that explain how he designs his buildings. I can't believe I didn't look at it sooner. So there's another one about preparing for uni. Yeah. Get reading. 
genuinely, not on, not online, get, get an actual book, sit down yeah. and read the thing. I started then not just understanding how he designed, but even how he spoke about buildings. Yeah. I started watching lectures by Lieberskin, Foster, all those, and just started almost regurgitating some, even just some of the words, juxtaposition was the most popular word, wasn't it? <laughs> and, no, but you know what I mean? And so you started getting that language and you started thinking and, and, and you, start, you know, it, it, it genuinely did click. It we'd really we done that click. in third year, didn't we? So the night before crits, we'd watch Lieberskin lectures and he'd talk about buildings in a totally different manner to what? Yeah. And then you're what, channeling your inner Lieberskin. Computer. It was almost a different language, wasn't it? Yeah, it was almost a it foreign was a language. a different language. Yeah. And it was, it was unbelievable. So, so, to take that to to a point where in third year when it clicked, I um, my final project was a uh, it was it was all around music, and it was to give so the narrative was to give opportunity the opportunity of a music career for less fortunate kids in Liverpool. That's a narrative. That's not a building. That's not a program, is it? That's a narrative. Yeah. That was the building's purpose. It was to give people who may not have had an opportunity to become a, a famous musician, you know, through the more traditional routes. Um, it was to give them that opportunity. Then I got into the idea that um, how does sound travel through space and things like that? And the sound is, is at its most pleasant when there are uh, no echoing. And to reduce echo, you reduce parallel lines. So echoing is the reverberation, you know, yeah. between two lines, two parallel lines. So then I, I really came up with this lovely deconstructed form that there were no two lines that were parallel to one another. So the whole building became really acoustically sound. Yeah. Forgive the pun. And by starting with that narrative and weaving that into me building, I, I was very much mid-table and I ended up top three. Yeah. And it just... Yeah. It did just click like that. And even one of the tutors as well, like, you didn't get a first, I'm not having that. One of the tutors genuinely said that because I was just bang average, if not lower. So, what? Well, yes, one thing we should have touched on is this, this is about how to be successful in architecture. You two did fairly well in university. Um, no, what I'd say on that point is back your work up. <laughs> well, so, Adam, you got a first. You were, you were Jack, Jack got a 2-1, but we're, I'm not just saying this, where the other 2-1. There was a little bit of, again, you know, like, you get you got like a dead high two one didn't you? Know, it's, it's just you know it's one of those where it could have easily gone the other way. Could have yeah. easily got I could have got a two one. No, but my project at the time wasn't at the level of everyone else, and yeah. it that's the fact, isn't it? And yeah, but just listening to your talk, the reason it comes across the reason why you were successful at university was you had the work ethic, and you you continued to work hard through year one and two when you still didn't get it, and when you were being told by tutors that you know it might not be for you. You, was, you were able to still float by at a mid-level position at that time within the course because you had a good work ethic. Pure to, determination, yeah. Just pure, yeah, to, to keep going. And then when it finally did click, that work ethic put together with an understanding of narrative is how you get a face. Absolutely. It's just like a bad diet. You, you do it and nothing happens for six months and then at the end of it you go, oh. Got a good, I've got a abs. Good, that's a good diet, not a bad diet. That's a good yeah, diet. Yeah, that's a good diet. Yeah, um, it's not good when you're doing it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So not eating's a bad a, diet. Is it's, it? it's only good when you look in the mirror and you look yeah. back and you you're like, mm, yeah, I'm better shaped than I was. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to think because that, that's that's a lovely way of, of of kind of finishing it off, isn't it? The you know need you know they're, they're both um, they go hand in hand, don't they? I don't think you could you, you couldn't just get it. And be quite, yeah. I'd be lazy because yeah. you, you couldn't quite execute on it. Yeah, you know, my love of my love of the computer 
paid off ultimately as well. So I got the narrative, designed a building. So my form came from the narrative, talking about parallel lines and deconstructive a style. Um, but then, yeah, I, I, I really got straight into it. Um, it was Podium at the time, which is a lesser known rendering software. So it was Podium, which was a plugin for SketchUp. And um, I did do some half decent renders as well at the end of it. So again, it goes into attitude and work ethic. It all kind of, yeah. I think if you're only good at narrative and you haven't got the work ethic, you're not going to get a first. Yeah. If you're only good at the the work ethic, but not at the narrative, you're not going to get a first. But putting the two together, isn't it? Yes. That's key. Yeah. But but to just reassure people, you don't necessarily need the third one. You don't actually necessarily need all the CGI knowledge, all the software knowledge. You do need to be able to still put it down on the page. Yeah. But the key, the key thing, the two key ones that you can't live without are the real good attitude, real good work ethic. You've got, as you said at the very beginning, you've got to want it. Mm. You have got to want it because you'll get nowhere with it. And um, and then you, you have got to understand that, yeah. the, the higher level of thinking. Just a couple of quick key points that we maybe haven't covered. Dissertation and stuff like that, you know, like getting ready for that. That's masters anyway. Masters. Oh, this, sorry. No, 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 but that, no, that's, still, that's still useful for now. Yeah, so the degree is... Um, well, you do how, do you a couple of, how do you finish that third year? With, with um, what's called... And, and it's confusing because it's a, in, in practice, it's called CPD, Continual Professional Development. In your degree, it's a CDP, a Comprehensive Design Project. So your last semester, your last six months or however long it is, is it's, it is the culmination of what they've taught you in those first two and a half years. So the last six months then is you um, you get given a site or you, or you can kind well, of Let me just add that for site. John Moores. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry that's an art experience. They don't yeah. do that in Liverpool. Okay. It's, it's slightly different, isn't it? So in, in John Moores, when we were there, it could have changed even since you start third year in a group. You design a master plan of the city. Then you each get a bit of the master plan. You zoom in and you keep zooming in until you end up at a building. My impression was Liverpool was they ended with a group project, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I think I think they did, which which I actually disagree with because I think I think it's harsh to put the fate of your qualifications in the hands of others because that's yeah. what it's doing. That yeah, is what yeah, it's yeah. doing. So I think I think you should always end up in solo. So you are right; it varies. It'll vary drastically. Um, like the the AA, I think has got a quite a quite an unusual curriculum. So um, that's the Architects Association, by yeah, the way, just in case, um, which is a, a uni. Um, so anyway, we can only speak of our experiences, can't we? That's all we're doing here, really. So ours culminated in a in a very full project. Mm. So you did have to show a little bit of construction detail, in which again, if you read up, you can get some basic ones that'll that'll do the job. So it ends up as a full project, and it was a full presentation that was to the public. So you you, you got given a space in a gallery. And you and you had to you had to hit about ten boards or something, didn't you? Ten A one, something like that. And again, a great bit of advice is structure those ten A board, ten A one boards, almost like the RIBA plan of work. So start it with your vision, your narrative, the, even the brief. Then move into a bit of design development, and, and then end up with a, a nice little board on on your detail and your energy efficiency and and things like that. So it ends up in a full project, essentially, yeah. in, in our experience. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, in terms of like we we didn't really touch on. One, one that I always think about. Well, it's still right for time. Go on. You're, you've always been an advocate for the computer and, and and having a good one. At what stage did that did that become essential for you during that three year journey? So year one, could you live without an amazing computer computer setup? But then by year two, you definitely need to have one. Or, or can you go through the whole thing without? I, I I think going back to your point about, I think the computer 
is being brought in earlier. Mm. So I, I would say, personally, I would say day one. Day one, get a decent computer. Decent so, yeah, so if you're not, like preparing for first day of architecture in you know, the, the first term next year, go go and start looking now for, for what will be a good computer setup. And you're, you'll give some advice on that, I'm sure. I, I would probably say, got a setup. we've got a video on YouTube, I think. Yeah, yeah we've got a video yeah. on YouTube for, for setup and stuff like that, yeah. uh, which I do need to refresh, actually, because there's loads of new kits out now. But yeah. um, and, I, and I would say laptop. Even though I prefer to work on a desktop, I would say laptop because we talk about studio presence. Yeah. Studio presence is absolutely critical in in gaining, you know, points. Basically, yeah. there is there is that politics about it. Uh, so if you're seen to be in the studio on a decent laptop, you, you're letting that presence known. And obviously, if it's all stored on a laptop, going back to your points about hardware backup and stuff, I would say get a cloud based backup system, a Dropbox, uh, OneDrive, something like that, Google Drive. Back up all your work on that. But nine times out of ten, you'll be working either through that directly on the computer or maybe offline on on the computer. Just make sure you save it <laughs> constant. Yeah. Um, having that laptop, then obviously when you when you're at home, you can just crack it open and, and away yeah. you go. Rather than transferring the files, maybe or waiting for things to upload and download and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mentioned about you know high end CGI's and things like that aren't aren't essential degree level. I, I would change the attitude towards masters, but. Um, but still, you want to be using SketchUp. You may want to use Revit in third year because, again, that's coming in the vocab a little bit earlier. So to handle programs like that and to get the most out of them and to avoid crashes and and things, you do you do want it. you do want good hardware. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So to cover that off, anything else like any subscriptions that you used to. Anything, you know, any other little academia. But but going back to that, on on one of the one of the purposes of it is to help with prep. It's also there to help with any of those embarrassments. We're saying about you know the potential embarrassments of in front of your peers or even the tutors because the tutors you don't you don't want the tutors to think you're daft. <laughs> then they can come to us. They can ask us certain questions, and we have helped. Yeah, uh, you know, a, a few students in the last few months who 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 just maybe thought they wanted to ask a silly question. Um, but other than other than that, what, what do you reckon? Any other things well, that you'd point them to? Because academia, just to, to to back that up, is you know the reason that we one well one of the reasons we come up with the platform was because you guys expressed that you would have loved to have had a platform Absolutely. like this. You know when you were struggling, whether it was struggling in CAD programs, struggling in now Revit, or struggling with CGI's. To have something alongside them that could help them lift that level, and then therefore take an ease away from the mind. To, so that they can focus on the presentations and other things. It's something that they definitely would have had. But to clarify, there was nothing when you guys were in uni that you could have had subscriptions to. Not nothing, nothing like that. I mean, there was there were websites the, the like must have been, but, Linda, like yeah. Linda.com. There was websites like that. Um, they were just a little bit. They were just a bit long winded, you know, yeah. f- for my liking. And again, with 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 our our lessons and stuff, they're a little bit snappier, they're a bit more relevant, mm. and. Yeah, you know, some of them are software, but we have got some design ones on there and things like that. So, we, I, I, genuinely, I, I would have, I, I would have signed up. I, we wouldn't have made the thing if we didn't believe in it. Yeah, I, I would have genuinely used it and signed up to it. Um, I, I, maybe I'd have got me my mum to pay for it or something like that. Yeah. When I was eighteen, um, I, I, I'd have signed up. You, to it you get a lot of downtime, and there are a lot of gaps in your software knowledge. So, if I was going back now, I'd sign up to Academia before I started the degree, I download SketchUp and AutoCAD just as a trial mm. in the first instance and I'd just start doing some of the tutorials and it will probably put your mind at ease Yeah. then when you get to 
to the degree. Yeah. Well, it makes you a bit efficient. What, what makes you a bit more efficient? One of my main things I wish I could change going back to uni was was uh, a bit more confidence in in the kind of the the technical stuff to leave more space for design time. So if you are a bit more proficient in software, but then more proficient in the delivery of things, so you're a bit slicker at rendering drawings or you're a bit slicker at drawing and things like that, you know, letting letting the, the, this software and, and, and other bits and bobs do the work for you. Um, we've obviously got down, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to give it a hard sell, but we have got downloadable templates as well, plot styles and things, all that takes all the thinking out of it. Yeah. So it, 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 it then widens your space and time for working on narrative yeah. and design and and and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we, I think we've covered most of the top tips anyway, because I mean, that's where we're going to go with it. Yeah. My, my my main one really is just to, my absolute number one is, and it's because we didn't do enough of it, was presence in the studio. That was our biggest weakness. We, we missed the odd lecture. Um, we, there was times when we thought we were a little bit too cool for school where, you know, we, we, we didn't go to lectures. We didn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't go to the studio as much. We only appeared when we absolutely had to yeah. for crits, reviews, uh, tutorials. So that was the 15 minute sessions no, of Jack. What I would say, you're doing us a bit of a disservice. Third year, we were in the studio all day. It was first and second year, wasn't yeah. it? Sorry. Third year, yeah. we were in the basement of Clarence Street, which no longer exists. Yeah. And we were probably the most present. Yeah. And it helped, didn't it, by that uh, Sorry, point. no, so, yeah. So nice one for that. You're absolutely spot on. Again, that goes back to it clicked. Yeah. So there was things about being present. And I'm going way beyond just being present and being visible and, and working the system a little bit. You do pick up on things. You, you know, we learned from others, other peers of ours, you know, who yeah. did understand that as of a bit more than us. Yeah. So you start to just pick their brain. So yeah. I would say just be, be, be more present. Um, make sure you're in the mixer and, and just don't be shy to ask that That's help awesome. from tutors yeah. and peers. Is it in it together? Yeah. Well, and if you're in the studio all day, a lot of people do go home once they're seen. So you, you sometimes get around two or around three with the tutor. With the tutors, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, they're on. there all day. Yeah. So if you, you, if you last as long as them, we we used to then pick the brains at the end of the day, didn't we? And that comes with a bit of an assumption of work ethic as well. Yeah. You could be working your ass off at home, but if you're, again, being seen and then you do get a second visit maybe with a tutor and then they might go, bloody hell, you know, they, they, they've been in all day, they aren't half working, are they? Yeah. That will just, just human, this isn't even politics now, this is just human instinct. They're bound to be more susceptible, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. When it comes to these grading points. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah. 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 Oh, spot on. It sounds like a simple one present, but it is actually multi-layered, isn't it? it? Yeah, it is. It's got so much to it and you're going to benefit so much from just being around. Yeah. Oh, great. So we'll jump into the Q&A. We've got well, just about enough time for one question. Um, the question. This week's question is, uh, we've got a member who is about to finish their degree and they've asked that they'll be looking for a job in the very near future. And what can they do to make themselves stand out to ensure they get a position in an architecture practice? It's probably really simple at that stage in your career and it, it's just about charisma and how you present yourself in the interview. So we, we've take, taken on staff in the past and basically they're scared to get the phone and that that is, it's a problem because you, it, it's it's one of the key things that you need to get over, isn't it, by, mm-hmm. by the time you qualify. And that filters to other skills, doesn't it? So we, yeah. we, we push... 
um, we, we we put juniors on a little boot camp, don't we? Where they have to get the phone for you know a week or or something similar like that. Uh, but the but it filters to so many other things, doesn't it? The confidence in dealing with people and uh, part one, which is what is you know the term for uh, a placement after degree. So in in the UK, that's the part one position is post degree in a practice, twelve months typically. You know, you can do two years mm. uh, and, and I, I, I would actually encourage that because again, you go back to your master's a little bit, a little bit stronger, but it's up to you. Um, the idea of getting the phone and dealing with ad hoc queries, it, it, it rounds you, round you off, doesn't it? Yeah. As, as an architect. And then so, obviously coupled with how they were stand apart. Well, if we're going to a degree show, we'll go around and look at the presentations and there's two elements to it. If someone is amazing, but doesn't use the computer they're not out of the running but at, at that stage we probably just need someone who can give us a lift with drawings on the computer and photoshop and this stuff. is this is a point i'm, I'm so happy we've uh, we've remembered this because this is a point that we were discussing over the, the pool table the other day which is um it's it's actually alarming now the number of students post degree that can't proper draft Mm. architectural drafting, line weights, you know, proper CAD software. Um, there's a few. There's AutoCAD, MicroStation, Vectorworks, there's, you know, a f- few other bits and more. Uh, there's a lot of students that we find who have applied at our practice who rely on 2D views in SketchUp mm. for their drawings and then they render it in Photoshop. That is all but useless in practice. doesn't fit within the infrastructure of the practice because mm. you can deliver a project on your own, but... You can't slot into a team within a practice. Well, and it, well, and it doesn't work in industry wide, no. does it? So, so, you, so, um, to make yourself a hundred percent stand out, because sadly, it, it feels like it's going the other way at the minute, from what from our evidence, from the applications we get. So, make sure that you're presenting yourself as someone who's going to be useful to the practice, and that isn't always the kind of president's medal style stuff. That's great. That that, that gives you a, that demonstrates a level of competence, a level of skill, a level of creativity. But then I would, in equal measure, show architectural drafting skills yeah. in 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 proper two D forms. That can be Revit as well, by the way, because yeah. Revit ultimately, even though it's a three D software, it still has the infrastructure to portray it in two D. Yeah. Whereas SketchUp's a bit of a, a workaround. It, it, you can use SketchUp layouts, of course, and I'd be very impressed. Actually, just as a little aside, I would be very impressed if someone came in and said, "I can use SketchUp layout." We would probably invite them to introduce that to our practice. We've started on smaller projects, um, but I would invite that. But that's still a nod to drafting, isn't it? Whereas we've seen people who just kind of blag it a bit with an overhead view in SketchUp, set it to parallel view, put some shadows on, render it in Photoshop. That's not a true drawing, that. Yeah. We, 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 applying it to us, we came out of the grey in a global recession, didn't we? Yeah, so 2008. Couldn't have started. Very yeah. competitive. In a worse year. Myself and Adam probably weren't the best when it comes to the narrative and, you know, stuff like that. But we could use AutoCAD and no. that got us a job. That got you a job. I, no, I'm, you I'm, I'm, we're quite practical, aren't we? We're quite practical. And again, I'm not saying dampen your creativity skills for practical skills, but you've got to show it. You've got to mm. demonstrate practicality. You know, again, can you work with other people? Can you can you knuckle down and, and, and just work on? you know, work on sometimes quite simple tasks. Because when you're a part one, you're still at the very, very start of your career. So you're not going to be expected to be doing full projects and leading projects. You need to be quite humble 
and ju- and, and just know know your role at that point. Mm. Um, but in my part one, I actually did quite a lot of Photoshop work as well. Yeah, you know, sometimes an architect would pass a drawing to me, and I would render it up and and things like that. So again, that goes back to yeah. software proficiency, making sure that that software proficiency is applicable to to practice. And my main one for standing out. So this would, this would probably be my closing remark. Really, the main one to stand out at any level of getting a job really is do your research on on the practice. Do your research on the people. How many times do you know we, our faces are on the websites and we still get dear sir or madam? Yeah, go straight in the bin. It's got to be specific, and then it's then got to introduce a project. So you've got to say love. Um, I'm trying to think of one, of one of our schemes that I'm allowed to talk about. <laughs> There's so many in the wraps. Yeah, well, Whole Forest on the website, isn't it? So, yeah. And that's a very interesting project. So they could say, uh, Dear Kenny, love the Whole Forest project. I would love to be a part of that design team. Um, here's my da da da. Just make it specific, right? Yeah. But then to go a layer further, um, every company has their address on the website. Knock on the door and say, Can I have five minutes with Kenny? Just want to have a chat about a, percent, a potential position. Yeah. Even if they're not hiring at that point in time, you will always be remembered for getting yourself in, in the door. 100%. And then all the stuff that Jack mentioned about confidence on the phone and with other people and things, well, that automatically demonstrates that, doesn't it? Because yeah. you've got the confidence to, to turn up and speak to someone. I said about tutors are godlike figures when you're at uni. Well, then practice owners are godlike figures when you're about to get a job, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So to have that level of confidence to be God, able to... In- godlike. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, but, you know, but I, I felt like that. No, I, when I when I started uni, I was like, "Whoa, these are these are really clever people." These choosers, yeah. Um, and and then, and then at the time, getting into a practice just felt dead intimidating, didn't it? So for someone to show that level of confidence, yeah, shows so much application to. And for the practice owners, so we you know obviously we get applications all the time. For someone to come up and look you in the eye. They're the people you remember, hundred percent. Absolutely, you know, and, and and you're much more likely to give someone again. It humanizes it. A digital piece of paper and a portfolio. You still don't get a sense of the person. You know, there's no. You can't humanize. But, but that. if your mum or dad ring up for you, that doesn't really work as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> We've had that a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, great. I think I think you, you've covered off some some brilliant points there. That's that's probably it for today. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Great. So that brings the podcast to an end for today. Thanks to everyone for listening. Please like, share and subscribe because that will help everybody else to find us. Uh, All the links to our socials will be tagged below. Cheers.